Welcome to Talent Hub Talk. I am Ben Duncan, and this is a place where prominent and inspirational figures from both the local ANZ and global Salesforce Ohana share their stories. In today's episode, I am delighted to welcome back Emily McCowan, Salesforce CTA and Public Sector Solutions Lead. Since Emily was last on the show, she has successfully passed the CTA Review Board, so we unpick her journey from beginning to now. We look at the different roles Emily has held, why she has doubled down on working in the consulting space more recently, how her CTA journey took shape, and who has inspired her along the way. Emily talks candidly about CTA not being a race, what needs to align for anyone pursuing it, and how certain groups like Ladies Be Architects, Women in Tech, and Flow Republic helped her. Finally, Emily talks about what is important to her now and what she enjoys most about working on public sector projects. I really hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back, Emily. Hey, Ben, how's it going? Good, good. Yeah, really, really happy to have you back on the show. We're going to cover a different topic today. Um, last time we were talking about the life of an architect and uh, and being a parent and an architect and kind of balancing that workload home and in the office. Today, we're really focusing on you as a, an individual and your journey and uh, achievements, which, uh, yeah, massive congrats on your recent achievement of uh, becoming a CTA. Thank you. Must have been uh, something you've you've been working towards for a long time, which we'll unpack today, and we'll uh, uncover how you felt the moment you found out as well. But let's look back at the very beginning. Um, I always start with um, kind of your journey into the Salesforce world, but before as well. So tell me a little bit about your career before you became a Salesforce professional. What your goals and aspirations were? Well, yes, um, I actually started in the tech world when I was a teenager. I was about fifteen or sixteen, and my mum was working um, with at Unitech in New Zealand. It's kind of like a TAFE. So she was in the like IT support division there and they needed some um, temps over the summer break. Um, she got me a job as one of them. So I kind of got a taste of working in tech. I ended up working part-time as a help desk analyst. So I would sit on the front desk and I would help students and staff with their logins, just kind of basic help desk stuff. I was pretty aimless as a teenager, definitely thought that tech was my affinity and that's where I might end up. Then in my final year of high school, I actually got quite unwell. I got glandular fever and was away for months. So I didn't actually graduate high school. Uh, I just took some time to get well again and, and worked full time and decided after a few years of working at this in this tech job at Unitech that I wanted to go and study at university and I thought I want to work in the business world and I want to be a project manager. That was kind of my my end goal. So how how did you go from having that goal, but did you know how to get there or like did you have a clear plan as to how you were going to become a project manager? I didn't really have a huge plan. I knew I, um, it was going to be easier to get where I wanted to go if I had a bachelor's degree. Plus, my dad was um, actually a... A professor at a university, there was a little bit of like an expectation that university was where I was going to go. So I thought, I'll get this degree and then I'm sure it will all just fall into place. So did you end up going into the, the PM space after getting the degree or did is that when you kind of landed your, your way into the Salesforce world? It is when I got into the Salesforce world and I did end up as a project manager kind of along the way to becoming an architect where I am today. So I graduated university and I was looking for full-time jobs. I picked up one called a 
database admin job and it turned out the database that I would be administering was Salesforce. So I was really an accidental admin. I remember in my first week, they gave me my sysadmin login to Salesforce and someone asked me to build a report. I was like, honestly, what Salesforce? I don't, I don't know. This is going back like before Trailhead, right? So yes. when you're asked to build a report and you've, you, you don't even know what Salesforce is at that time, where did you go for support? So yeah, this is back in 2010, pre-Trailheads. I just sort of had a stab at it. I didn't totally figure it out, but my employer did send me on um, the five-day admin training course that Salesforce does, which really helped to sort of demystify what this platform was and what I could and would be expected to do in my job. I think there were lots of accidental admins back at that point. It's becoming less common because I think Salesforce is becoming a career of choice right now, right? So many people are are aiming for a career in the Salesforce ecosystem, maybe less so falling into the Salesforce space these days. When did you say to yourself, right, I've I've found what I want to do. This is, I'm building a career in this space. Yeah, well, I consider myself really lucky that I was an accidental admin. I think it's much harder to get that kind of role now. But it was actually on that five-day admin training course that I decided that this is the career I wanted to pursue. As I saw how easy it was to configure software, I have a couple of quite technical brothers. So one who at the time was studying software engineering, another who was studying a master's in pure math. He liked to tinker with R and do statistics a bunch. I was thinking to myself, oh, yes, I'm going to be able to show my brothers that I can build software too. This is so exciting. So yeah, it was really quite early on that I knew this was the the path I wanted to take. And a good decision. Yeah, I agree. So you touched on the fact that you, you did find your way into the project management space. You, you've kind of held a few different roles, a few different titles, responsibilities over the years. You've been an admin, you've been a BA, project manager, product manager, and obviously architect. Sometimes people feel like they, you know, they need to jump to architect straight away or like there's that real rush to follow a certain path. And that, that could be like admin, functional consultant, solution architect, or could be developer, technical lead, technical architect. But you've kind of performed a variety of roles, some that maybe weren't obvious in terms of that progression. So BA and, and product manager isn't always the way that people go when they want to be an architect. So how have you benefited from kind of delving and dipping into those different areas? I see people try to map out what a Salesforce career journey or what a pathway to these different jobs should look like. And I don't think anyone ever gets it totally right because I think it is a little bit random and you do kind of just move up. Sometimes you move sideways. Sometimes you're moving towards a goal. Sometimes you just get an opportunity to try something that seems interesting. And later on down the track in hindsight, you can see how that actually helped you get to where you were today. So I I think... Having a taste of all those different roles really built quite a good foundation for what is now my architect skill set. So as an admin and doing all the, you know, the hands-on configuration, got a lot of build experience of what it was really like to build and deploy um, and how projects worked from that aspect. As a BA, I got to spend heaps of time talking to stakeholders and figuring out how best to get the information I needed So a lot of questioning, relationship building, figuring out how best to communicate professionally, documenting what I found out in a way that then it would be useful for the architects and the developers, kind of influencing as well. As I got more knowledgeable about Salesforce, knowing when someone was asking me for something that was going to be a little bit crazy to build and the ability to say, 
that's a great idea, but how about this instead to hopefully influence the requirements to better suit what Salesforce can do? Then, yeah, time is project management. You get some of those leadership skills, some of the knowledge of how project commercials can work um, and how to see, I guess, and measure the health of a project. Yeah, it all kind of builds up into an architect, I think. Have you ever been someone that would say, you know, that's not part of my remit, like that's not my role? No, and that's actually been kind of an interesting thing that I've been thinking about recently because when you get to a more senior point in your career, as well as a stage in your personal life where you have like a growing family, doing everything and saying yes to everything is not sustainable anymore. But prior to all of that, yes, I I never said that wasn't my job, partly because I had the time and the energy, (laughs) but I also was really interested to learn. I was hungry to get a taste of everything so I could figure it out and figure out if it was for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I think um, obviously you you seem to be someone that's thrown yourself in at new challenges and obviously it's um, it's kind of enabled you to to pick up different things and, and see new experiences and opportunity rather than just extra work. Yeah, yeah. You've obviously, um, you've worked in the customer world, you've worked on the product side, you've worked in consulting. How do you feel having worked in each of those environments has helped you in, in achieving certain goals? I think it was definitely helpful getting a start in the customer side. I have a lot of empathy for what it's like to be a customer company that has a Salesforce org. And maybe sometimes it's hard to find the resources or get budget to have the kind of resources you really would like to make the most of your implementation. So then trying to balance working with partners and, you know, managing their ongoing relationship, that's important to to know from their side. Now, when I'm in the consulting side and I'm trying to help sell our services to customers, I know somewhat of what they're looking for and what they're going to need from us. I had time at a uh, ISV at an app exchange product that integrates with Salesforce. And that was really interesting because I got to see kind of a different side of implementation where I was continually implementing the same thing over and over again. And it was kind of part consulting and part product development. So that was uh, really interesting to know as well. Kind of the long-term view of what a solution might look like for an org. Working in consulting itself, consulting or contracting, depending on how you want to approach it. Nothing really compares to the variety of use cases and products that you get to work with and the other people that you get to work with and learn from who have seen such a broad range compared to what you might see in kind of the narrower view that a customer or an ISV might have. So I guess you, you, my next question was going to be around like the strategic move or was it a strategic move for you over the last three or so years to go back into that consulting world and really kind of focus on being a consultant, not in the, the job title terms, but being in that world of going into customers and understanding their problems and solving those problems for various different companies. Was that like a strategic move for you because you wanted to be a CTA? It definitely was um, because of, like I said, the breadth of experience and use cases you see. Also the access to CTAs who can mentor you and the understanding of a business that is aligned with that goal. They want you to become a CTA too because it's valuable for the consulting firm that you work for. So they give you like an extra level of support from what I've seen compared to maybe a customer who doesn't understand the value 
not always, but sometimes it's the case. Yeah, I try to explain that quite often to people when they, they tell me that their goal is to be a CTA and that their expectation is that their customer or their, their employer pays for it. And I do say, like, I've had this challenge by people in the past who it is becoming more valued by customers. You have to understand that not every customer will understand even what the CTA is. Absolutely. You know, so it's that's more of a battle. Whereas a partner, they obviously, you know, they 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 need CTAs. They want CTAs. It's 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 probably a, a goal of most partners to have a CTA within their business. So it's an easier discussion to have around support from both hours, monetary, all of those things. If you're talking to a partner, yeah, I think that easier is the the key word. That it's not to say that customers can't understand, and some of them do, but it's just a bit easier. This episode is sponsored by our friends at Flow Republic. Flow Republic is the elite Salesforce Academy helping architects all over the world to realize their goal of becoming a Salesforce certified technical architect. The success that architects are having with Flow Republic is incredible. So if you are on your journey to CTA, then I highly recommend checking out flowrepublic.com to understand how they can help you. So tell me, uh, tell me through your journey um, to CTA, kind of start to finish, and um, and what have you learned about yourself through the the journey? So I mapped out a little bit of a timeline because I was reflecting a bit on it. I think it was so 2010. I started in the Salesforce world. About 2015, I'd seen that there was this idea of like a, a solution or a technical architect as a job, and by 2015, I decided I had the experiences to say I want to do this. Can I do this? But I knew what a CTA was and I knew at that point that I would never be technical enough. So that was my my kind of self-talk. I'll never be a CTA. I'm not technical enough. Maybe I can be an architect. Fast forward a couple of years, I've got a bit more experience and I knew at that point that I was capable of being an architect. Uh, I think it was around 2016, 2017 that I was awarded MVP for the work that I was doing in the community with Salesforce. And so one of the, the things you get with that is access to more Salesforce training and certifications. So I thought I'm going to prove my architect kind of credentials by pursuing the certifications and the pyramids. But I still know, like, I might get the prerequisite. I'll still never be technical enough to be a CTA. And um, in 2019, so fast forward another couple of years, I joined Deloitte and I got to know Paul Fail, who is a CTA there based in Melbourne. Such a lovely guy and a real kind of turning point in my journey was a conversation or a couple of conversations that I had with him where he succeeded in convincing me that I could and should be a CTA, that if I could put enough effort into it, that this is something that I could learn. But I already had all of the business side skills, the soft skills, um, as they're called, that actually can be quite hard to pick up. At that time, I was I was pregnant. So he said, you'd better go for it now before you have a baby. It was my first kid, so I had no idea what I was getting myself into. He's like, it's going to be a while after you have a kid before you can try again. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, okay. So I had a go. I had an attempt in March 2020. I failed. I passed one section. That's pretty good that I passed one section. Having taken the board, I realized just how like kind of naive my level of understanding of what they were looking for in the exam was. So had my baby, had maternity leave, um, and I came back to work about a year later in 2021. So after having a bit of a break, I had thought about it and thought, yeah, I'm going to try again. I'll pick up CTA study again. But I still wasn't sleeping much. My daughter has never been that good of a sleeper. Work was really busy as well. So there was not everything kind of in alignment throughout my life. I wasn't, 
I wanted to be ready. I wasn't ready. So I had to kind of spin my wheels for a bit. I would attempt studying. We would all get sick again from some daycare bug and it would all go out the window. Um, and in 2022, I changed employers, got a little bit of a different kind of balance of project work and study and a, a bit more support from the team by sending me on the Flow Republic CTA course, which I thought was really valuable. So yeah, I really started to make progress. And then in December of last year, I had my second attempt at the board and passed. Congratulations. And you're not the first person on the podcast that's mentioned Paul. And I'm sure there's other pools out there in terms of, you know, having that person that kind of says, you know, you can do this. But there must be so many people out there that don't have that person. Like, What did that mean to you to have Paul tell you that you've got this, you can do it? Yeah, it was a massive boost. Um, Paul is an incredibly knowledgeable, long-time CTA. He's really good at his job. And for someone who I respected so much professionally to say categorically that he had that level of belief and faith in me was that kind of boost that I wasn't able to give to myself. And I was able to turn that I'm not technical enough into I'm not technical enough yet and give me that spark, that kick that I needed to start going for it. And and then when you when you do achieve the goal, it must be like such a, a rewarding feeling to pick up the phone and to say, you know, thank you. Yeah. He was like the the third person I told. Husband first, obviously, because his sacrifices towards the collective journey to CTA were great. And then my current employer. And then yeah, I called Paul. It was great. I was absolutely buzzing that day. Took a long time to to come down from that and to go to sleep that night. I can imagine. Yeah, I always like to ask, like, what was the emotion? What was the overriding feeling when you, because it's an email, right? I think you, you get an email that, that tells you. So I was actually on a call with one of my colleagues on a video call at home. He'd asked at the start of the call, have you got your results yet? Because everyone that I worked with was keen to know. This was bang on the two-week mark. So I was like, it has to be today, right? All the Americans have gone to bed by now. Maybe I won't find out until tomorrow. So we'd finished up our call and just before I hung up, I opened my email to have another look and it had popped up. I saw, and sort of in Gmail, you can see a preview of the first sentence and it said, Dear Emily, congratulations. And so I opened it and just sort of started hyperventilating and screaming. <laughs> and then I like run out, Eric, Eric, and get my husband's attention. So I guess technically the guy on the call knew before my husband did. He was just kind of watching this all unfold. But it really felt like I'd... It wasn't just me that had put the work into this. And it's like I had done it for my husband, for my daughter, for my colleagues who had all helped me along the way. I just felt so proud to be able to say that I had upheld my side of the bargain and that there efforts had been worth it, that we got the reward. Do you feel it's important for people listening that maybe are on their journey to understand that it isn't a race, like it doesn't have to be done in a certain order, you know, it doesn't have to be achieved within a certain amount of time, life gets in the way, family goals and aspirations are also important? I definitely do. I tried to get that CTA attempt in before I had my baby and I mean it was great to get the experience of seeing what the exam was like because I learned something from it but like in hindsight I was never going to pass that and so I was lucky enough that my employer at the time paid for that attempt if someone was paying for that out of their own pocket like you don't want to go for it unless you really know it's not cheap there are so many things that have to align 
like everyone's life is so different and the stage of your life that you're at and the stage of your career can be a little bit different when you're attempting the CTA. But I um, I think there's three main kind of pillars that you have to have there in a relatively solid place. You have to have work supporting you in some way or another, whether that's making sure that they understand what the demands of the CTA journey are like. Maybe they're supporting you to go on training courses like I was lucky enough to have or just at least not putting you on some project where you're going to be working like 70 hours a week and never having enough headspace to do the study you need to do. Our family needs to be aligned. I'd be surprised if anyone with like a young baby um, is passing, particularly, you know, the person that's been carrying the baby. We know what those newborn months are like, particularly. And yeah, if you've got a kid that doesn't sleep well like mine, you probably want to wait until you're sleeping more because sleep is so important for your brain to be able to to learn and grow. Um, And otherwise health as well. Like if you're battling with some chronic issues or not just even you, but people in your family or people around you are suffering poor health, that can take a lot of your energy away because you're maybe caring for yourself, you're caring for other people. CTA is an awesome goal and I have learned heaps on my journey. Honestly, passing it, like the day before I passed the exam and the day after I passed the exam, there wasn't a massive difference in who I was. So I'd already learned and like kind of reaped most of the benefits from the journey already before I got the pass. So, you know, that that growth is good and I encourage people to do it, but I also encourage people not to see it as something that should be prioritized over your health, over your family, over your work. I think it should be try and find a balance. And for sure, in the last few months before I set my exam, things were a little out of balance. My husband was doing the majority of the care of our daughter. So, you know, it was great to have Christmas break straight after my exam so I could spend lots of one-on-one time with her again. But um, don't push yourself to go when when the stars aren't kind of aligning for you yet because you might burn out on it. You might struggle more than you need to. Yeah, I, I completely get that. Like, I think um, my, my daughter's one now and I'm, I'm barely even able to tie my own light, uh, shoelaces at the moment and find time to do that, let alone study. I think... Um, I don't know how anyone would find time with with a young child and such a you know a major commitment the CTA it's a fair play to to you and your family for being able to fit that in and obviously get the achievement and obviously it's all worth it now right but uh, it's a big sacrifice at the time Yeah definitely there were lots of times that I questioned whether it was worth it there were times that my husband and I had a few chats he was always really supportive like whatever you want to do I think you should go for it you can do this but um wasn't easy now, you, you have been heavily involved in the ecosystem. Um, you know, you like you said, you were awarded the MVP previously because of the work that you've done in the ecosystem. And you've been involved in certain initiatives, both from helping run them, but also utilizing them, I guess, for your journey to CTA. So we're talking things like, obviously, Flow Republic, you, you've mentioned for your journey to CTA, but then there's Ladies Be Architects, there's Women in Tech, there's a number of other initi- initiatives. But bringing those all together, did they all help you achieve this goal? Yeah, definitely. So I helped to start the Women in Tech group in Brisbane and got really involved in that space kind of earlier on in my career, mostly because I found seeing other women in the tech world and in the Salesforce world achieving great things was really inspiring for me. And I wanted to kind of share that with other people. And then I heard about Ladies Be Architects. It was Jason Lawrence put me onto that group. Gemma had started them in 2017. And I used some of the Ladies Be Architects resources for my study towards the architect sets on the pyramids. I ended up connecting with Gemma and joining as a first ambassador and now a co-leader. 
I really found that by kind of getting involved in creating content for Ladies Be Architects, that it was a really great way for me to learn because I had to teach others. That meant I really wanted to know that what I was saying was not totally wrong. So I would pay a lot more attention to my study and really try and learn something inside and out before I would lead a study session, uh, which still serves me today. Still, still doing Ladies Be Architects sessions. It's really rewarding seeing all the other people. Sometimes we get messages from people to tell us that they found our resources useful, that they've been inspired to pursue the architect journey because of what we're doing, which is awesome. Like, I love that. And with uh, with Flow Republic, one of the things I'd found with my study before I got into Flow Republic was that I was kind of lacking the structure. How deep do you go when you're studying these things? Because you could really spin your wheels learning to the absolute depths of detail about how different features work. But the problem is that the platform is vast and it keeps growing and you would probably find that you would never catch up and be totally ready to take the exam if you were p- approaching it that way. Flow Republic helped to give me that kind of structure and guidance of what level do I need to be focusing to. And the other thing is they give you pretty incisive feedback. They're not brutal, but when they're coaching you, they're not your friends. They're trying to prepare you for the exam and what it's really like. I had CTAs and coaches do mocks with me for my first attempt, but they were all a bit too friendly. (laughs) They knew me and they supported me, so I didn't get as much of the kind of constructive criticism that I needed. The Flow Republic really helped with that. Yeah, I can imagine uh, they're great guys. You know, they want the best for you, but they also, it's, uh, there's an outcome they're looking to achieve, right? They're not just trying to be your friend. They're trying to help you achieve that outcome. That's right. Yeah. So you're focusing your public sector lead for Maverick, your current organization. Uh, what do you enjoy about working in that space? Because we've really seen, obviously, the public sector boom um, from a Salesforce perspective over over the last few years. Um, and, and yeah, it must be very different working in that space compared to you know just working for a, a private organization because of the kind of work you're doing. So what do you enjoy about that? Yeah, um, it's really had a massive growth in the last few years, and it is really interesting. Everyone's impacted by public sector organizations, and I think it's really important to have all of the services and all of the information that these kind of agencies and organizations provide to people. There's this kind of view, or there was this view, it's obviously changing now, that Digital transformation is what's happening in the B2C space. So retail, um, things like that. I, I expect all the places that I shop to have an online presence. I expect it to be seamless, really easy to handle returns and that kind of thing. But what about access to all the information that I need um, from my city council or from my state governments? People expect that now to be similar kind of level of service. They want it to be digital. They want it to be transparent. They don't want to be waiting around for ages to hear outcomes. So they want it to be efficient and they want it to be accurate. They want people to get it right um, with the most up-to-date information. They want to have access to that for themselves and kind of self-serve wherever they can. And that goes across all levels of governments from the city council up the road to the federal government that's controlling the whole nation. Yeah, I find it really interesting when I find myself on a, a website or some sort of portal and I know I'm on Salesforce. It's kind of like the, the I'm like telling my wife and she's got no interest whatsoever. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is sales. It's like really, uh, it's funny. Yeah, I'm the same. I always get really excited when I see, oh, I can tell this is run on Salesforce and this is how. Yeah. <laughs> 
So you did mention that the day before the CTA result and the day after were pretty similar. You were the same person. You know, you'd achieve a lot of what you were looking to achieve on the journey. The result was just obviously a great outcome, but wasn't necessarily everything. But what's important to you now? Like you are a CTA. What's important to you about the ecosystem, the the way that you are in the the ecosystem? I guess your your role that you can play in the broader ecosystem. I don't want to rest on my laurels. You have to keep learning. So I'm continuing to learn. There's still things that I don't know a whole lot about that I'm curious to kind of dive into in more detail. It's also about sharing my knowledge with other people. I got a lot of inspiration and like mentorship and help from CTAs or from people who are on the same journey as me. So I want to like pay that forward to help other people. So you know, I've got a few people that I'm mentoring and hopefully they'll be announcing successful CTA passes soon as well. Particularly, I want to inspire young women who are self-doubting and thinking that that's not for them. So most of us who are already in the tech world, we can learn any of it if we want to. It just takes the pillars, the kind of your life to be in the right space for you to have the capacity for it and the dedication to keep working at it. I also want to make sure that my life is well-rounded. So like I said, it got a bit out of balance in the last half of last year. So I have been taking a little bit of a step back to make sure that I'm spending enough time with my family and just on enjoying stuff. The other day I went and bought some roller skates. I've been learning to skate again in the park nearby and the kids, like, you know, I'm surrounded by toddlers um, because that's the age group that my daughter's playing with and they're all wide-eyed and watching me kind of wobble along, but it's great fun. So yeah, just having a bit more fun. Yeah, that's amazing. And you've, you've deserved that, right, in terms of the um, sacrifices you make to get to this point. Like now is about um, enjoying that, but also giving back and, and being that person, I guess, that Paul was to you. I hope so. If I can be that person for someone one day, that would be amazing, really rewarding to do. For sure. Well, thank you so much for, for being a guest again and uh, covering a few different topics this time. But yeah, thank you and, and well done. Congratulations again. And uh, thanks for all the work you do inspiring others. Um, and for anyone listening that does want to pick your brains again, is I think LinkedIn still the best place? LinkedIn, definitely. You can find me there. Um, I'm on Twitter, but not so much these days. But you can look me up at Hey Emily Hey. I might drop the links in the posts that you put on LinkedIn. Absolutely. Well, thanks again. Absolute pleasure to have you back. Thanks, Ben. So that's a wrap for this week's episode. And thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the chat. And if you did, please make sure you have subscribed for future episodes that are coming through. I would also be very grateful if you would consider leaving a review on your chosen podcast platform as five-star reviews will help us to reach more trailblazers from across the world. I look forward to sharing another episode with you soon. And thanks again.